something new tonight we are downstairs at o'neill's so if it's a little noisy this will be the last time we're down here <laughs> you see some drunk people wandering in it'll be the last time we're down here we got a new crew member tonight david murphy's coming dave where are you from are you on philly.com the daily news uh philly.com and the daily news all right you probably read me on philly.com because nobody reads newspapers anymore True. But, uh, <laughs> my grandmom does yeah, you know, I actually Forget ran into a guy in the barbershop the other day, and he told me he had an advertisement in the Daily News, and I had to tell him that I don't read it. So. <laughs> uh, Fireball Johnny's in the house, although he's a raspberry vodka. Sully, Sully Raz. I missed you guys the last two weeks too. Yeah, I was away well. for a couple hey, soccer tournaments. For some reason, his pants are off too. I don't know what's going on over there. <laughs> yeah. I'll take care of you, man. I miss you, dude. <laughs> I fantasize about you all the time. Do you want to share this shot with me? We got Angelina's <laughs> in the house. Jamie, Silent Bro, on Violations Greg. We're gonna do a shot to get it started. Stoli Raz. Stoli Raz. <laughs> God, it's delicious. Do you want to take? I left a little bit in the bottom for you if you'd like to. No, I'm good. Slurp the bottom. Thank you. So I know Jamie's fired up about this one. You getting so right into the flake? Getting right into uh, his boy. Those fucking cheaters, dude. I'm so. Who I want I'm Chip kind of Kelly to cheat because I have such a man crush on Tom Brady. I always wanted to be Tom Brady if I could beat any athlete going. He's amazing. He's a fucking lying cheat though. Yeah. The text messages are unbelievable. The- we actually had a conversation the other day. A buddy of mine, would you rather be Derek Jeter or Tom Brady? Oof. See, Derek Jeter's got the single, bang, 10 of Maxim's top 100 life. And then Tom's got the supermodel wife and the mansion, and she Jeter. makes more money than him. Jeter's got that gig where he's got the gift baskets ready to go. Yeah, sign ball. Yeah. He calls him a limo, gives him a gift basket. <laughs> I love yeah. Brady's Day Solid. Saturday. He goes to the Kentucky Derby, and then he goes right He to the was shit-faced when Jim Gray was interviewing him at the fight. <laughs> he was looking sideways. It was great. That's a really tough one, though. Jeter or Brady? I can't play for the Yankees. No, but have you seen Jeter's latest? <laughs> no. Oh, he's uh, Hannah Davis now, right? Yeah. Her, she's on those direct Ooh. TV commercials where she's riding the, the white horse. horse. She's ridiculous. Isn't she on the uh, the swimsuit cover? Yeah, yeah. That's, that's ah. a prerequisite for Jeter. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the, the aspect of Brady, the wife makes like triple the amount of money. He, uh, she's one of the hottest women in the world and makes triple the amount of money. So that's a strong mm-hmm. push. But I'd probably go Jeter. King in New York. I think I'd go Jeter too. But Brady's Brady, side. Do they each have four rings? It's even. Does Jeter have four? Jeter's five. He goes five fifth against us. Yeah, so that's not G- enough. If you're Jeter, you have to play 162 baseball games a year. Yeah, Brady, that's a long you know? season. And you get to hang out with Kronk if you're Brady. <laughs> yeah, true. He's a party. I'd probably rather hang out in Manhattan than Boston too. Well, yeah. Yeah. I'd rather win a Super Bowl than uh, a World Series. Yeah. So it's, I, he's, he's the, I mean, really. He's no, the, I think I'd go, I'd go Super Bowl over World Series. Yeah, I'd say, I'm Brady. I'd take Brady. Even though he's a cheat now? Yeah, he's fine. Dude, the thing is, awful. he doesn't even need to cheat because the stats in the Super Bowl in the second half of that game were just off the hook. Yeah. Well, here's the thing. I think they've 
on every conceivable cheat or tweak thing that you could possibly think of under the sun since, like, 2005. 2007, 2008, they get caught. They knew the league was looking at them. Anything they've done there on out, they know they're going to get dissected by Goodell and the and the league. And they continue to do it, and they continue to get away with it. Well, so that makes me just think they've done everything. You said 05, so you're giving them the, the three ones clean? Oh, yeah, sorry. I forgot about the devastating Super Bowl loss. They were definitely cheating their ass off okay. then, too. Okay. <laughs> was that Spygate? Yeah, that was, that was 04, right? So. I try to black that yeah. ear out of my memory. So what do they do with Brady? He's what would you do? I think he should be suspended for a year. I would execute. That's him. ridiculous. I think. I, yeah? yeah, I think a year is too much. I wouldn't do anything. He he didn't actually deflate the balls, which you know, he's putting pressure on those guys. Did you see the I, text messages? Yeah. The one guy hates them. I don't, well, because he didn't get he didn't get at the free hugs. <laughs> yeah. Dude, I, I had to read those text conversations like three times. I didn't think they were real at first. The one guy is so angry. He's just like, "Fuck Tom." Fuck Tom. Fuck he, that's Tom. all he says. He says it like three times. <laughs> Fuck Tom. He's like, make sure you get those sneakers size 11. Yeah, he's like, maybe you'll have some Uggs waiting in your locker. I'm like, what the fuck is going on up there? Wouldn't, wouldn't it be great if, if if Tom Brady is actually like Wayne Brady in uh, the Chappelle show and everyone just fucking hates him in Boston? Like, he's just a legendary dick in the Patriots facility. The way these guys are talking about him, it doesn't seem like he's very well liked. No, you would think these guys would be his best buzz because yeah, he's hooking them greasing them. And if you're greasing somebody and they're still talking shit, man, you got to suck. I will say this: you can you you can read that text message conversation in kind of a humorous light, where they're just like, "Yeah, fuck Tom, ha ha ha," you know. Yeah, I, yeah, I, yeah. I could, I could t- it is tough to read that stuff out of context, but I would rather believe that Tom Brady's just a legendary dick. So. <laughs> so I've worked Gillette Stadium probably a good five or six times in the last three years, and I've noticed at the end of their stadium is a open throughway that goes out to the Patriot Place. Didn't you mention this before? I may have. Through, not through, not on the podcast. I think through text messages. Yeah, yeah, talked yeah. about this. So if you've seen Gillette, it has an open throughway at the one corner where they have that like pillar. It's like the symbol of the stadium, and then up through that throughway is stairs leading up to Patriot Place. On the corner of Patriot Place is a giant like. It's got to be like a 50 by 50 foot big screen. Right. Like huge. So you can actually watch the games. They they broadcast the 1 and 4 o'clock games for a night game. So you can watch games from the parking lot. It's kind of cool. But I was standing on the Patriots sideline this year, and I look out the throughway, and what do I see? I don't know. Perfect view of the big screen TV where I believe they show replays before the coaches. They show the game replays before the coaches would have a chance to see the replay in the booth. How would they Who? show? How would they show them? They're not showing. It's like a live in-house feed. Oh, they're not it's showing not, the it's TV. Not, I don't think when it's the Patriots game, they're showing the TV broadcast. I'm pretty wow. sure they're showing the in-house really? feed. And I believe that the Patriots could be looking at the replays to get an advantage in-house because the opposition can't see out. Did you ever see? What, did you ever look up what his record is as far as challenges at home? It's not very good, so it doesn't support my case <laughs> no, at <it> all. <laughs> but you know, it does support my case. The no. fact that Patriot Place was built six years after Gillette. And I think Bill Belichick is crazy enough to have them build that there. I think he's just any advantage possible type of guy. Yeah, I get that. Yeah. So yeah. if he sees, if he's working that sideline, and he looks out and he's like, "Hey, I respect that. We could put a big screen there." Yeah, I don't put that past them. No, not at all. And I respect that. I mean, that's within. I want a little of that in Philly. Fair play. I want Chip Kelly to start doing this. Chip apparently he's he gets involved with everything. Somebody I know who works uh, the scoreboard at the link, 
was telling me that at, during a preseason game, Chip, while the game was actually happening, was talking to him about what he does, how they fire off the replays, the whole process. So Chip does get involved with everything. I, you know, maybe he does too. Yeah. I, I, I just think they've done anything you can think of Dude, under the what sun. what wouldn't Chip be involved in? I mean, the guy's got to have his hand in everything. He's a control freak. Yeah. What do you think is over-under on sleep as a night? Three and a half gets, hours no, of fair line. A good amount of sleep because he's made. Like, he's he not sports science sleep. guy. He is. Man. No way, well, dude. He's, he's chugging beers. He's got a gut. When he's, he's up there on the, those press conferences, he's quick. He's witty. Yeah. He's, he's, he's very sharp. sharp. Like he, he seems. Well I just think he's a freaking nature. I just I don't think he's. <laughs> I don't think he sleeps much. He worked. I just think he works all around the clock. No, because I think when he first came here, they were talking about like having a cot there. I remember him saying, "If I can't figure it out in twelve hours in a day, then I'm not going to figure it out. I got to go home and sleep." Like, I don't think he's mm. a work-all-the-time guy. All right. I just picture him Although like... he lived two blocks from here, and I walk my dog out front of his house every day for the year, last year. I've never seen him once. You said he yeah. lived here? Like, he no longer does? He, he, moved, he places moved for some... rent, so he moved somewhere else yeah. in town, yeah. But I have, I've never seen him once come in and out. Are you boys taking any Eagles road trips this year now that the schedule's out? I was actually looking to go to... There's only, like, one good one, right? Boston. Yeah, yeah, that's the only yeah. one worth going to. You don't want to go He's not playing. Foxborough sucks. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's the worst. <laughs> You're not going? It's just... It's a two-lane road in and a two-lane road out. Are you going for work or no? You're not going I used all? to go for work. I hate that stadium. It, take, it's, it takes you two and a half hours to get out of there. Really? No lie. It's weird. So you have to play. I mean, if you're tailgating and have like a, a limo bus or right. some kind of thing where you can tailgate and party, then it'd be cool. But if you're driving, it's miserable. We're looking into it now. A buddy of mine bought a couple tickets, and airfares are cheap. So it's like yeah, airfares real cheap yeah. in Providence. But get a um, get some kind of bus or something so you don't have to drive and plan on tailgating two hours after the game. Don't distract me now, man. Because your boy Shady, I know you're. I mean, you and I, I love Shady. I know I you and Shady I have too. argued. You're a team Shady yeah. guy. I'm not. The dude's just gotta just shut up and move on at this point. I mean, what is the point of him bringing he's up a, he, Chip Kelly constantly? He's, he's just a scorn so lover. Scorn. Like he just can't fathom. He's real butthurt right now. Yeah, he can't fathom that he didn't fit a system well, that's or someone didn't want him. He's kind of a sharp guy. So and he knows kind of the business side of things so why is this a surprise it's like when you it's like when you get drunk and you text your ex-girlfriend at night <laughs> seriously i mean you got to give me something else i haven't had an ex-girlfriend in like 20 years uh, 25 years <laughs> <laughs> look shady shady's in a, shady's in a glass case of emotion right now and he's not necessarily thinking rationally and uh and he's you know, in buffalo I mean, it's like, like you just don't you, you don't act you don't act rationally when you get jilted and, uh, I mean, if someone gives you an opportunity to vent about your ex, you're going to vent. No matter how hard you try to say something nice and rational, yeah. you're just going to come across sounding like the crazy ex, which is why you don't text your ex-girlfriend late at night. And, That's why uh, you, you put that number on mute. Yeah, exactly. You're right. <laughs> don't they have apps for that to prevent? I think you there have is. to do, like, a mathematical equation yeah, yeah, yeah. before you can actually <laughs> yeah. send a drunk text. You have to, like, figure out <laughs> pi or something yeah. like that. <laughs> yeah, I think in Shady's mind, he... he 100% believes he's still the best running back in the league. He still does. Yes. So Even though he ranked 10th ten, out of the top 10 yeah. in yards don't, per carry. Don't shit on Shady, man. He had, he had a great run like here. He fought that, that poor waiter over, over at PYT. that guy. Right. The dude did good service. 
And uh, Shady had to teach him a I, lesson because he I had just, a bad day at work. I mean, I, I try to forget about that. He's a punk. But he was a great running back. Is he, he was. Is he trying to sabotage? Uh, he was a great running back, but he was not as great as his numbers. I agree. I don't think he was, and, and I think that that I think Chip Kelly. Uh, I think he saw that on film. I think that he the took Eagles, too many losses for Chip I think, Kelly. I think the Eagles last year. If you look at if, if you look at the games that they lost, particularly San Francisco, the Dallas game, um, and Seattle, uh, they they were held under 80 yards rushing in each one of those games. And I mean, the National Football League; those are the teams you have to go through right now to win the NFC. And if you can't get those tough yards as a running back when you need them. Um, you know, I, uh, yeah, I think that's the big misnomer about Kelly's offense. Uh, I mean, it's a running offense. Oh, it's 100% running you offense. Know. We're just working bar transactions here while yeah, talking yeah, Eagles. <laughs> why play the race card, though? Does, that's what uh, I was going like, like, to say. Really, why that? Does he really believe he that can't. Chip Kelly's a racist, but only racist against good black players, I, not I all think, black players? Well, him and Deshaun are probably the two most outspoken dudes in the locker room, I'd say. But are they outspoken, or are they just like me, me players? I mean, you could be a vocal leader. No, be vocal. Uh, I mean outspoken as in like loud, brash. Well, I think they're, the, they're me kind of guys, and not they're like me. Guys. They're not. I'm not saying me like, just like. The center of attention kind of guys. Like yeah. I, I imagine them in the locker room goofing off a lot, you know, having fun, enjoying being an athlete. And I think Chip is so serious that he almost wants the, this is work, professional. Like here's your notebook, punch in, punch out, hit the weight room, no bullshit. And I, I think agree. To, and I think to to him, those guys that are jerking around and having fun while they may be working hard, he doesn't want that. He wants like students of the game. Which I, I love. Which he's uh, he's admitted that. Which he yeah. Said that's why they took Algalor as because uh, he's a student of the game. I've heard stories where you know Deshaun like got in Chip's face. Yeah. Right. And whether he's white or like black, in practice, if you Deshaun's calling him out. Right. And it's like, dude, you're, you, no, that's not what he. That's not the culture. Yeah. Like, he's just not going to put up with that. He's not. Yeah. Because to 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 him, Deshaun can be replaced because his system is good enough to find somebody. And, and that's what Macklin I, looked pretty good in that system. And Shady also was due $11 million. $11 million. And there were a lot of second and 12, second and 13s this year. Yeah, and I mean, in the big games this year, he came up small. Yeah. And he, had, and he had losses for yards in a system that isn't made to get losses. And he wouldn't show up at the players' lounge after bad games. And he tips poorly. And he's calling him <laughs> a racist. So I respect him as being the, the franchise leading rusher. But did you, did you see Todd Harriman's response to somebody on Twitter? No. So somebody tweeted Todd like, "Oh, Todd, as a black uh, as a black ex Philadelphia Eagle, how do you feel about Chip Kelly cutting you?" And he said, "Well, he cut me. He doesn't cut other people, or he cuts black people. He cuts you know non-black people. He cuts everyone. So I guess that makes him not a racist." I'll say I'll say this not to get it back on the track, but. Um, if you look at if you look at the great teams right now, Seattle, uh, I, I consider Pittsburgh because they're never bad. New Real a- quick, New Jimmy Graham on Seattle, my yeah. God! I, I, you know what? I think Jimmy Graham might be done because I don't think a team like the Saints does that unless they know something. And I'll tell you what, man, two years ago at least he did not look he did not look right. Um, and if you, you have foot problems. And shoulder, it can, it can end in a hurry. And uh, yeah. but he, he looked all right last year. But but anyway, if you look at the Steelers, look how they dealt with their skill position players. Um, 
You know, look at they let wide receivers walk every year. Exactly. Mike but, Wallace left. He's still I a mean, head look, case today. He's saying he's the fastest guy in the NFL. Still. Yeah, I mean, look, look at look at Emmanuel Sanders, Mike Wallace, Paxo Burris. I mean, they just let those guys leave. Yeah, Rashard yeah. Mendenhall. I love the way the Steelers um, draft. Willie Park. I mean, they just they just keep filling them in. The, they they find. Uh, I like Chip Kelly because. I think the Steelers are the best run organization besides the Patriots and the NFL, Agreed. and and they're the best drafting organization. And they every every player they draft fits their system, mm-hmm. and I think that's the way you need to look at. That's the way you need to look at football, and that's the way Chip Kelly looks. They got at another right steal this year in the draft. It was a linebacker. They always do. It was that dude from Kentucky. What the hell oh, was his uh, name? Bud Dupree. Yeah. Yeah. Dude, they got him at like twenty. I know. Yeah. Five. It's or like something? when they they drafted David DeCastro the one year, the guard. Yeah. And I was just like, dude, this like he's a Steelers player. He's they, gonna be awesome. They seem all, to know? get like one of the top five players, and they always draft like twenty two to twenty six. But I mean, look at so so look at the wide receivers that <laughs> Antonio Bryant is a stud. Antonio Brown. Antonio, Antonio Brown. Brown. Yeah. Yeah. yeah and who's me. the guy? Martavis Bryant. Yeah, yeah, young guy from Clemson. But I, but I mean, look at the wide receivers that Seattle had in the Super Bowl last year. Look at the wide receivers, the, or look at the wide receivers the Patriots took the Super Bowl. Sure. Um, I just don't know that. And and believe me, I used to be a huge skill position guy, especially wide receivers. Like I, I thought Andy Reid's biggest shortcoming was the fact that he undervalued the position. But I mean, if you look at it, I mean, yeah. the teams that that are sustainable, that that that. They, they don't this, pay they the just high, keep, they, they keep, don't pay the skills, and they just keep turning them over. You uh, know? And you look at the Patriots. To your point, Randy Moss was Brady's arguably he's yeah. a top five NFL receiver ever. So he was Brady's best weapon ever. Granted, they lost a miracle game to the Giants right. that year, but right. they never won with Randy. But Moss. look at the teams that have actually won Super Bowls for the Patriots, and you got like, yeah, Deion like Branch is your leading receiver. Troy, yeah, Troy Brown and Deion yeah. Branch were your two leading receivers, and I mean the one year they had Corey Dillon, but other than that, it was Kevin Falk and. I couldn't even tell you. You know a nightmare I had as an Eagles fan when they signed Greg Lewis. I I went watch. Greg Lewis is going to become like all pro. He's going to become Super Bowl MVP all because of well, Belichick. Just wait, just wait for the Kerry Williams experience next year. Oh, he's going to be a stud. Oh, shut down. Kerry wasn't that bad here. People just no, he wasn't. Bradley Fletcher. Bradley Fletcher was. Yeah, that's, that's a different story. An abomination. To get back to the wide receivers, when they let Deshaun go, I did a an article. I traced back like I think the last 15, 16 years of Super Bowl champs. Only three of those teams had an all-pro wide receiver. Let me, let me try to figure out which ones. What was it, 15 right. years? Yeah. All right, keep going. I'll, let me think about it. All right. Yeah, no, it, it's a great point. Champions? Yeah, Super Bowl champs. Right. Oh, wait. Angelina, you know that, right? I know all that. I'm surprised. Here's one. I was thinking pa- about pa- it. You know with, all that. Uh, Reggie Wayne or Marvin Harrison. You know all that real yeah. man shit. Come on. Uh, so Heinz, Peyton was one. Ward may have been. Who? No. Ward? no. Jordy Nelson? No, right team. Oh, oh right. Jennings. Greg, Greg Jennings. Jennings. Yeah. yeah. Wow. And there's one more. It may the Patriots maybe be on Branch or, or Troy Edwards maybe one Troy Brown one year maybe. I bet you Pla- Plaxico could have been the one. Plaxico might have been up there. Yeah. Forget the third team. Yeah, no, it, it it's a great point. And Chip Chip knows more than we do. So I mean, he plugged Macklin in. I mean, Deshaun had his best year ever. Macklin I'm pumped for Aguilar. I bet a couple USC games last year. He's a presence. Well, I think that makes you qualified, though. Yeah. So, I mean, I'm an authority on the uh, matter. You know, I want to talk about that. Like, all these draft people. I know David had to write a piece about analyzing the draft. Everyone wants to analyze the draft. You can't fucking analyze no, the draft. No, I love analyzing the analyzers. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's, that's where, that is where the fun is. When you when you, you go back and you read what people are writing about. Oh, oh yeah. It's, it's awesome. McShay and Kuiper get, like, eight round of eight right of, like, three rounds. But yeah. it's, it's just the proclamations that come out there, like Jaworski, and, and like they just forget about it. 
because Jaworski for for like two solid weeks before the draft was saying, you know, my sources are pretty plugged in, and they're saying, you know, Tampa's definitely drafted Marcus Mariota, and right. it didn't make sense because they're like, why would Tampa change their mind after three months of yeah. betting James Woodson? It's right. like, dude, these guys, all they've been doing for the last three months is trying to figure out who they should pick with the number one pick. They're not just going to change their mind two weeks before the draft. <laughs> yeah, right. but also, uh, but like now they it's stumbled like, onto like, a new game reel. They're like, holy shit, we got to change our yeah, minds. Yeah. But like, does Jaworski just forget about that? That he was just There is wrong? no accountability. He also said that uh, Mariota will, according to Chip Kelly, win multiple Super Bowls. And why would Chip Kelly say that if he wasn't playing on draft? Right. Because that means he plans on losing the Super Chip Bowl. Chip said that before he was hired in the NFL. He said that three years ago. Oh, yeah. That's what that's what made me 100%. That was one of the things that made me 100% convinced he did everything in his power to get Mariota. Because he, when he was getting interviewed for the NFL, he's on record as saying Marks Mariota will win several Lombardi trophies. Did you see... Um I, uh, maybe it was a Philadelphia Examiner. I don't even know what the Philadelphia Examiner is, is. Yeah, does that exist? But is that the Metro? Them, them and someone else had stories that um, there's rumors of Chip going to Tennessee now. Well, yeah, that's like that's <laughs> no. like the jo- I made the joke on air the really? other day. Yeah, <laughs> it's like well, see, here's the thing with Chip. He's a real gamble. He's got no he's you got know, no kids here. He's got no I wife. I, he's got no real house. He I'll, could be gone. Mayflower I, truck at midnight. I don't one think night. so, man. And I think I've been. The piece I have I want to come out this week with, we are so insecure as a football Of course city, we are. We're psychopaths. And we have the hot girl right now. Like yeah. Chip is like the hot girl, and we're so worried he's going to leave yeah. us or he's fucking looking at someone else. Of course. Or he's just going to fuck. We can't even understand the way he well, handles business now because we're used to dealing with just these other coaches who are okay with their coaches. But this is Chip Kelly. Well, like This me, is where, in, who everyone wanted out of college. In January, he did try to get out of his contract because he didn't like the, the power struggle thing. Did he try and get out or just do a power move? I mean, he knew. He flexed. He flexed. Speaking of that, you know, I like the power move because this draft, there were no reaches. They didn't get cute. No, the draft was solid. They seemed like they drafted. I wanted Mariota. Yeah, me too. I wanted too. Chip to I get his guy, so there's was... no excuses. Let's go. I was with you. I, thought I didn't want to lose cops. 110% I thought we were getting them. I, I, I thought it was happening. And I'm, I don't believe the bullshit he's selling. I'm not he a, didn't try. I'm not a big Marcus Mariota fan. I like him. I never, I never have been. I'm, I'm he, not a big fan of him, but I'm a fan of Chip seeing him, him with Chip. Yes, in the yeah, NFL. That's the only reason I wanted him. I wanted Chip to get his guy, and I wanted to see if, if that's the way you're going to run your system, and that's the perfect guy for your system. Go get him, and see, that's but, it. We'll know. Here's, here's what I don't understand. Maybe there's, an, maybe there's an easy explanation for it, but if you really do covet this guy that much, why make the Lashawn McCoy trade before draft day? You think? Oh, why not hang on to him as a like? What if? What if? What if Tennessee? Well, I think really wants Lashawn McCoy. I think they fear by draft day the word gets out that they're planning on not paying him the eleven million. Well, ten, there's a ten, leak. Right, Tennessee's you, got Bishop Sankey, right? Yeah, I just feel yeah. like in the NFL it's so rumor crazy. That well, I guess Shady what I'm saying is, like, would, would he have? Would would Shady have drawn? Like, would the Bills not have given up Kiko Alonso on draft day? For LaShawn McCoy, I mean, why not? Why not hang on to him as a chip, uh, you know, to facilitate a Mariota trade if you think that's a possibility? Yeah, I think you're right, but I just think that they were afraid of of Shady doing something crazy to diminish his value. Okay, I think because if Shady leaks, hey, they're getting they're shopping me. And, and every team knows you're not going to get shit for him. Right. And I think they wanted that 11 million free so they could use it the following week in free agency. Was right, that? Was couldn't, he they the use it and trade, couldn't they still use it and then trade trade him away later? They could have well, gone then, over the, then people they know right, you have to trade. Well, they were right against the cap, right. so, Yeah. 
And I also think they were burned by, I think Chip was burned by the Deshaun Jackson, where they held him oh, yeah. and they couldn't get anything for him after everyone drafted that and signed sense. people. And the NFL's crazy as far as their contracts and free agency. Dude, how is it not guaranteed? It's, it's like, unlit's any <laughs> other league, man. It's the nuts. players have no leverage. Like Gene Upshaw's got to be the worst union leader in the None. history of America. It's 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 absolutely insane. I mean, you never get a fair trade in the NFL. Trades trades are rare. You can get cut at any given moment, and teams have all the power. Look at that compared to baseball, right? Three hundred million. Giancarlo Stanton's got guaranteed. Right? <laughs> what a disaster! He breaks his ankle playing touch football and can't play anymore. Goddamn, A Rod setting the bar at two hundred million for the Rangers back in the day. What a dick! Ruined baseball. I heard um, Jaws saying that um, the Eagles, he doesn't think they're better right now than last no. year. But Vegas would tell you otherwise. So I don't understand how. Because I'm going to say this blew that my Bradford mind. and Foles are almost a wash. No, I, mean, I think Foles if, wasn't even healthy last year. If and he's Sam been Bradford. For the last two years. We might as well change his name officially to If Sam Bradford. But if Sam Bradford is healthy, I think he is slightly better than Foles. Oh, I think he's far better than Foles. Yeah, if not far better. Yeah. It's the injury that's So we terrifying. still have Sanchez. They've upgraded corners. They probably have upgraded safety. Oh, I think Eric Rose a player. Yeah. I, again, bet a couple of Utah games because they were back 12 and late, so that makes me an authority on the matter. <laughs> but even when I didn't know Eric Rowe, he stood out like watching the game. So I, 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 when I say this, I watch probably four to five Utah games. Yeah. So I'm making this this earth, this statement off. Which of is more than that's most of the of, people that are experts. Yeah, yeah, more than yeah so I'm an authority. I'm the yeah. Utah authority in Philadelphia. Sure. And he stood out. Right. He's a player. Running backs are better. He's I think versatile. linebackers are better with Kiko Alonso. Dude, our linebackers core might be the best in the league. I think the offensive line is better because Todd Harriman's isn't on it. So you thought he was a detriment last year? I think he, I thought he was a big detriment. He got I thought he's hurt. been I thought he's been a big detriment for the last two or three years, to be honest with you. Yeah, I just like his versatility and toughness. You like him too. And I like him as a guy. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. He was a good Philadelphia and he was cool. He was in the city. Who's so gonna, that definitely jaded me. Who's going to catch the football, Riley the Liber- Cooper? Hey, the Liberty Bell's a good football. No, Riley you Cooper. <laughs> he made well, How the fuck is Riley Rock- Cooper still in this Dude, team? If he, if Who's going to catch the football? Hit? Dude, he must be the best blocker ever. Yeah. <laughs> Sick really? blocking downfield. So, so, no, right. I think, yeah, I think gonna, Matthews I, and Aguilar is going to be... Only worry is who's going to catch so the football downfield. I like it. I think the offensive line could turn into an under-the-radar problem for this team. I want Leo Collins. I go sign him right now before anybody else does. Oh, well... I Logan's recruiting him. Yeah, my gut tells me he's innocent. That's just my gut. That's all I'm going on. even if he isn't, you're going to lose him. The most you can guarantee him is a million and a half. And in worst case, it's a bad PR move. and a half. You signed a potential well, a baby order. move if you cut him. As it's soon bad as you find that out. she was pregnant, so that that is like really bad PR. The baby lived though, right? No, no I don't it, think so. It made it one day. Oh, really? Yeah, it's really oh. bad. So it's a bad, bad PR hit. Right. But if you were able to sign a top ten talent tackle as an undrafted free agent, that's like the steal of the century in the NFL. Yeah, but every team is going to be. Well, that's the thing. Dolphin, Dolphin sent Jarvis Landry, Pouncey, and a couple other bros to go recruit him. Because all you can Rex do is... went down and had lunch or dinner with him. Yeah. And uh, Benny Logan had the tweet that Dave mentioned. You guys want to do another mentioned. round of shots? Sure. Yeah, sure. i got to hey, go back Phil. to dinner with the wife, so why not? Can we get another round of shots? <laughs> Dave alluded to it that... Uh, that's why I'm not married. <laughs> <laughs> she was like, you're going to be done by 7.45, right? I'm coming back from the gym. I was like, yeah. So i got 45 minutes, Greg. All right. 
Oh, I just got. Yeah, I just I, got the update. Seven forty. Nice. It's weird because J, Jason Peters has this thing where one year he's the best offensive lineman ever in Eagles history. What is he? Thirty two. He's like 32, 33. He's got. I, don't, I looked at the other day. He's got two or three. You, you can only count on two or three. What's his contract? What's he got left? It's like three he years. He's got a new one left. He's essentially. They're essentially committed to him for the next two years. Okay. Um, That's fine though. But he's got this thing even beyond the contract and the age. He's he, he, like. He was awful. His I don't want to say awful, but he was pretty bad his first year here as an Eagle, and then he was great the next year. Yeah. And then he's just and he gets hurt. And well, Lane is he's, the he's got eventual some, Peters replacement. Right, but I'm just saying in terms of units that could potentially hey, turn into a huge Achilles heel, I think that the offensive line is an underrated one. You think the problems you just, you on the you just said pale ale? You just said pale ale. You think the problems on the offensive line are an underrated one? I think I think the potential, potential. For, I think the potential well, for season undermining disaster is a little. Chip has drafted real quick one offensive lineman in three three drafts now. I get it. One, but, but the Patriots also and the Seahawks pull a lot of the people out of the undrafted pools. They They're not drafting a lot. No, of No, I get linemen. that, but that's it's it's more risky, isn't it? Jason Peters last year ranked as the number one tackle according to Pro Football. Yeah, focus. he was great last year. Yeah, but then he's—if you look at his career, he's just. So you think he's due yeah. for a down year? I'm not saying he's due for a down year. No, but I'm just looking at the potential. Trends. I'm just—I'm just looking at what could go wrong with this team, and I think that. It oh, if not, he goes it, it down, we're done. It wouldn't shock me if you're talking about the offensive line as 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 and Achilles' heel. Yeah, I think we got spoiled a couple years ago. I uh, mean, Kelsey is legit. Yeah, I mean, but it, but it's also Lane is. Pretty it, solid. solid. Right guard is a real question I, mark. I really don't. I don't think you can. I think Harriman's was just a replacement level guy the past couple of years. So Gar- I don't know that Gardner maybe a chip or a. He, li- he, Ma- he likes these Tobin. And again, I think I, I honestly think Mathis is pretty overrated too. Um, I mean, he's he had a really good year a couple of years ago, um, but I, I don't think he's as good as he thinks he is. I think guard is almost the equivalent of like second base in baseball. Right. There's just not a lot of good guards. Right. Yeah. Exactly. I mean, yeah. you kind of. I mean, again, you're talking about a guy who resurrected his career at 30 years old. I mean, you know, maybe it was a system. I can't uh, can't wait to watch the the Rams next year. I I, I am going to watch them. I am. I they am, have a great defense. I'm the charter member of the the Nick Foles hater club, and uh, oh yeah, yeah, I, we were talking about the bar. I, I like Nick Foles. I think he's gonna be. I, I think he's gonna be disastrously fun to watch next year, <laughs> and I think the Rams are gonna be disastrously fun to watch. And I really would not be surprised if Nick Foles is so bad in the preseason that he's not the starting quarterback on that Rams team. Wow. Who, that wow. has that has no other quarterbacks. <laughs> wow. I watch. I probably watched and gambled on the Rams more last year than any other team in the league. So Why is that? I'm, I, just because the Lions, Jeff that's the way the Lions turned out. Because I was, I was betting against the Niners all year last year. Yeah, and yeah. and I think Jeff Fisher's overrated and whatever. Oh yeah, but he, he uh, wins. Jeff Fisher's like, never I, like. What's his playoff record? He's like, oh. yeah, he's like the Marty Schottenheimer. I just said no. Yeah, all right, all right. Bad. As an underdog, he wins two or three every three, two or three games. Well, yeah, but do you know he covers two or three games. Yeah. I don't know if he wins. <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's why I was betting on him. But speaking of Schottenheimer, do you know who his? Offensive coordinators. I shouldn't even say Jeff Fisher. It's, no. He puts a great defense. Uh, it's his Brian Schottenheimer. And it looks exactly like. <laughs> That's hilarious. If you had to guess what family, what house was running this Rams offense, you would right. be like, this is House of Schottenheimer offense. <laughs> well, that was a Dolphins. Uh, San, uh, yeah, Sanchez coming. running in yeah. New York. Yeah, oh, it was, yeah exactly. It's, it's the same it's, offense. Not to, not to digress here, but yeah. you look at this. I mean, Kyle, Kyle Shanahan's interviewing for jobs, and, and Brian Schottenheimer is running an offense in the NFL. 
Yeah. Nepotism runs deep There's a Shula in kid. all aspects like of life. ran the Bengals, it's right? Especially the yeah. NFL. You, yeah, exactly. Dude, Andy Reid's kids are in the league. His one son's in the league. As He's like a, a strength like and yeah, exactly. coach. Well, he only has one son. We have to keep in mind. That, like, this and is they a, also, there was a steroid bust at training camp one year that nobody in this town seems to talk about. But yeah, right. We'll, we'll right. skip over that. But, I mean, this is why you have to you have to at least consider the, the fact that Chip Kelly is just a normal of normal intelligence and everybody else around him is stupid. Because there's some stupid people in the NFL, and yeah, you know, I think Kel- I, I think Chip Kelly's very smart, but I don't think he's any smarter than no. And he would be know? the first to tell you that. Right. I, I just think that there's some really really stupid people oh, running, really running offenses in the NFL. Really? Oh dumb. yeah. And I think that Chip, which is why Lashawn McCoy is not going to be good next year either, because that's yeah, he, that's number Rex, two on the Rex list. Rex is man. a disaster for him. Who, who's the coordinator up there? Doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah. Whoever, whoever, whoever it is, Buffalo hires the wrong person. It's an EJ Manuel and um, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Somebody else battle. It's somebody else. Oh, well, Matt Castle. Oh God. Exactly. Really? Yeah, Shady's probably gonna suck. Shady him. will have no yard. I mean, he's gonna suck because you just have eight man in the box oh. against him. Well, he'll have 50 carries for 125 yards. Where did CJ Spiller sign? New Orleans? I don't know. I think he's going to be good. I think CJ Spiller, if he stays healthy, I think healthy, he was a victim of the there's Buffalo. There's a lot of if. He was a buff, he was a victim of the Buffalo. I think he's suck. a saint. That would be a good sign for them. That's actually a good. That's a great. That would make a lot of sense. Let's see how quick iPhone. We is. have a, we have a duel now to see um yeah, who signed. Oh, um, of I course, still, Mike Angel. I still can't believe Mike. Matt Barkley's going to be in the NFL again next year. <laughs> <laughs> That is pretty How amazing. How has this team not drafted a quarterback the last couple of years? Dude, we got Tim Tebow. We have two Heisman Trophy winning quarterbacks on yeah, this team. Did. Did Ch- was mean, Chip Kelly on. made for newspapers and sports talk <laughs> radio or what? This guy's hilarious. It's either that or he's so the oblivious great, to it. The great thing, I, honestly, I think part of me thinks he's oblivious to it and part of me thinks he just... Is I like, think he trolls. He, he gets bored and he's like, yeah, you want to fuck with the media today? Yeah. <laughs> Let's get Tebow out here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because seriously, Dude, when I, we brought him in for a practice. I was like, he's 100 percent trolling. Us. I, I legitimately we even said that on the podcast. <laughs> yeah. I I really think he looks at Tim Tebow like GJ Kenny, where he's just like, we got to have someone to take snaps yeah. in mini camp. Well, so good like, scout let's, team guy. Let's bring exactly. Tebow in there and let the media freak like, out about Tebow's it. Tebow's a scout team wonder. Like he can do. Like, but here's the thing. He's a great scout team guy. I think guy. he makes yeah. the team. I think he's going to make the team too. I think he's your third. Barkley is not going to make Barkley this team. Barkley sucks. Get rid of him. Barkley Who cares? It is so weird because so a year earlier, if, I bet, I bet if Barkley was chip, like, dude, team. I'll bet, I'll bet, a, whatever podcast follows the final roster announcement, I'll pay for all the drinks if Tim Tebow makes his football team. <laughs> wow. There's absolutely no way. That's all right. Mark, you're Tim Tebow. Mark, that wow. Wow. Hold, on, hold on. We got to do that it's late night. John make, sure that makes, so make sure that makes the yeah, cut. Yeah, so we don't get happy hour prices. Make sure that's late night. <laughs> I'll take off that day, too. Dude, I'm, I'm, Does that include food here? Because the food's delicious. The chili. It's reasonably The chili's so good. Here's the only reason I think he makes the team. Okay, he's a third-string quarterback, but I can use him situationally. Sure. And we struggled in the red zone. Absolutely. So Chip sees him. If he uses them once or twice a game as a red zone inside the five yard line threat, yep. To Chip Kelly, that's his weight in gold. That doesn't work. He, tried, why he, why he had Brad Smith for a full year and didn't use him. Why didn't you think that Brad last? Smith why sucks. didn't you think that last year? The Tebow sucks. Yeah, the Brad Smith play uh, in Dallas Brad two Smith years ago worked. Does suck. Right. And Tebow's got Tebow's got a new throwing motion no, but mechanics. But uh, okay. the QB coach. But why 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 wouldn't Chip Kelly look at him like that last year? Because he didn't have the new technique, yeah, new mechanics, man. I'll show you an exact. <laughs> <laughs> Who'd you rather be, Jeter or Tebow? <laughs> oh, by the way, there's no way he's a virgin. 
Are you kidding me? If, if he is, he's the dumbest man alive. At Gainesville, the starting quarterback, two-time national champion, the Heisman winner. You're, you are a stronger-willed person than Jesus Christ himself if you get out of well, there. How about the people he was regularly around? Aaron Hernandez, the Pounceys. Yeah, and, he was, uh, and he was roommates with Riley Cooper. Yeah, Riley Cooper. So he's probably half a racist. I mean, shoot, Tebow might have killed a guy. All right, there's not much to talk about with the Phillies, but since we have Dave Murphy here with us, do you prefer Dave over David? I don't care. All right. Mr. Murphy's here with us. I called you Dave earlier on the street. Yeah, I called him Dave, That's, too. I, I mean, his I, byline says David, so I don't know what to call it's him. It's just always what I've... It's just all. It was the first time. The uh, first time I ever wrote my name as a byline, it was David. So it was just kind of David from there. But my mom. I think my mom's really the only. I think one to proceed. I don't know if we can go much further without you following me on Twitter. I think we're gonna have to change. Oh that. yeah. I mean, I. Yeah. I think we have to change that. You know what? You know I feel a little uncomfortable. I follow right him. You know he who I have to call me. out, dude. Let's I gotta right call now. out Gonzo. I follow Gonzo. Wait, I, you know Gonzo? I've bought drinks and done shots with Gonzo, and he doesn't fucking follow me. Oh man. Hey Gonzo, you're on blast, bro. Yeah, you're on blast. Yeah, I think Colleen follows me, but Gonzo doesn't. Oh man, Gonzo's a real cut. Gonzo's dude. a tough follow to get, yeah. man. <laughs> what's your What's your What's your J. name? J. E. Lynch Jr. J. E. Lynch. Yeah, Gonzo, uh, we're neighbors, so he uh, he followed me within the last year. It was a big right. day. Me and Gonzo were cool. Was it after like a conversation outside your, your two homes? Yeah, we talked a lot. It's getting a little louder in here. Like he went upstairs. Like, I gotta go follow this guy. Yeah, I was like, "Yo, Dick, you don't follow me." Yeah, that's a great happy hour crowd here. Oh yeah, it's at O'Neill's. Yeah. O'Neill's Third Street between Bainbridge and so South. Is somebody Fantastic. playing the Genesis anymore, Phil Collins? Because there's a major Phil Collins theme going on here tonight. This is the police. This is the police. Yeah. Oh, oh. Wait. Oh, I'm sorry. That's Sting. Yeah, this not is the Phil Collins. I had Genesis and Yo, Phil Angelina Collins. Angelina is as good as he is with sports trivia. He's good with classic rock as well. Okay. Is that your wheelhouse? Really, any music. Once I hear it, it just sticks. Yeah, he's got like the Rain Man brain. Yeah. So, All right, yeah. ready? You guys want to do a little game? Yeah. yeah I'm gonna yeah. drop. All right. I'm gonna drop a bunch of toothpicks. Right. Here, and here's Rain how, Man will kill. Here's how. Fifty-seven. Freak, here's how freaky Angel is. Was, was that the extent of our Phillies talk, by the way? <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> that's about. That's about right. All right. Yes. So next, Angelina's Rain Man when it comes to Philly scores. So, are you good on last year's scores? If I put you on the spot here, how yeah, good I are mean, you? Last year there was a lot of liquor involved. But yeah. Okay. What do you want me to go back to? Oh wait. Uh. 07. 07? Yeah. Can I name a specific date in 07? Yeah, say it. Let me think. Of, I won't pull my phone out. Right, give me like let 10 me minutes. Give you, yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. All right. What's going on Let's here? say 2007, Phillies. There was a late Brave series, wasn't there? Uh, At home? Yeah. Like almost last for the division or something? Last yeah, week it might have been the last He must season. never drink when Wait, he's not this podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or I think we won his, the NL East in 07 yeah, for the first remember, time. Uh, yeah, Howard Homer, all three of those games. Okay. You can tell I have that second shot. i got to pull down Mike's right, levels so... and start to overmodulate a little bit. He gets loud <laughs> as he drinks. All right, so he already nailed that Howard hit three home runs during the <laughs> the homestand against the Braves late in September in 07. Remember how Utley fucked with uh, Chipper Jones? <laughs> no. Right. No, I don't. I'm going to pull up a score on my phone. Give <laughs> what me happened? a minute. You remember what He'll telling. name you the, the score All right, let's if do you this. give him a date. In 2007 with Phillies. I'm going to put you on the line. Well, I think that series was September uh, 24th through 26th. No, 25th through 27th. That sounds right. I think I was... I, all right, so I had a credential. I shouldn't say this on air, but I was at the game in the stands. Okay. And I was a little, you know... Yeah. And I took off all my Phillies gear, had my credential in my pocket, and I ran into the locker room, and I celebrated the NL East Championship that year. 
as a as a straight up fan. That well, they didn't win it against the Braves though. No, but I was at the whatever the clinching game was. That was, Sunday game. Yeah. Okay. Right. I was in I that game stands. Okay. But I'm gonna find this Philly score, and I want you to from make, that game. From the, ooh, the clinching game yeah, was that Marlins? It, it was six to one against the Nats. And uh, Jamie Moore won against. Um, It'll take me like a few minutes to think of the Nationals guy because he wasn't much, but yeah. John Lana. Uh, Willie Mopena struck out four times that game. <laughs> <laughs> Willie Mopena struck out four times that game. <laughs> we got a local sex educator. She's a Philly.com contributor. Maybe maybe Dave knows her, Dr. Timory Schmidt. I should check her out. Yeah, man. Holiday party. Hook her. Uh, hook up with her. So I she's think telling you watching her work. The yeah. right and wrong way to pick up people at the gym. It's Wait, like, who picks up people at the gym? I know there's a lot of like hot ass there. This is these what not to do. This it's glad she wrote these out because I mean we'd all be single guys be like just Gym is stair city. Don't though. interrupt someone in the middle of a workout. Yeah, that's who that pisses people that? off. Like who's gonna do that? It's, excuse me. Don't make your excuse opening me, your statement sexy. about their looks. Obviously they're sweating and like Bashful. Like, what are you going to say? A hey, nice ass. Hey, I, I, I was, I've been staring at your butt in that yoga yeah, pants for the last 20 years. Do they all wear yoga pants down here? Pretty, pretty much. much. Yeah. yeah. You're, you're pretty much you guys belong to gyms down here? Who yeah. belongs to a gym? Yeah, I do. Right? I got Charlie a sports club. Sure. Everybody, everybody belongs to a center city yeah. gym down here. Yeah. I don't. Really? You don't need to, dude. Look at you. You're a beast. Yeah, right. Yeah, look at me. Avoid being an obnoxious show-off. Authentic grunts are fine, but hyperbolic... So hyperbolic. Yeah. Ones make an awful mating call. So don't be the Monica Sellis so, at your so, gym, basically. So this is what you should do now. We're getting to what you should do. Build a rapport from afar first. What does that mean? Yeah, Say hi when you end up together by the water cooler. Build a rapport from afar. What does Say that mean? Say hi in the water cooler, then go back to your bench press. But that's not from afar. That's Wait, in person. Like, does that's that mean like creep, creep in not a creepy way? Just like from the corner, just wave. Yeah, like make small talk about a thing on the TV, or ask about their experience with a group of exor- with a group exercise class. Oh God, that's talk. terrible. Talk to other people. They want to see that you're friendly in the community, and other people at the gym like you. There is a gym community. This is my favorite. Which is a whole is, world. I'm not. Dude, this is the best advice ever. Be attractive and interesting. <laughs> <laughs> we all fail. Yeah. Having having clean workout clothes that fit well go a long way. Make conversation that's fun and inviting. Pay attention to the way they respond. At the gym, you've seen someone at their most disgusting a malodorous. No, I'm pretty sure most. But you've also seen them showcasing their bodies and work ethic. It's a fairly helpful barometer to find out about a person. If a cutie strikes your fancy, be brave and make a move. But be smart and make it count. Words of Wisdom by Dr. Timory on the My My Words of name? Wisdom. She's I, a doctor? Yeah, something. Yeah, doctor of what? Stroking it? <laughs> my advice is, as somebody that hasn't dated in a long time, don't try and pick up really anyone, anyone at the, the gym, gym. Unless they're 100% done their workout and, like, drinking water in the lobby Well, the or women something. are just on guard. It's the most annoying yeah, thing to like, a woman to get thing. picked like, up If you're a gym. chick, you know dudes are staring at your butt. Right. You know you're getting checked out. Like, right. they just want to get in and get out. Don't, yeah. don't hit on anyone at the gym. If you want to wait till they go out to the street corner and accidentally bump into them and say, hey. Yes. PHS announced their three beer gardens this year. Yeah, I'm pumped. One of them's... Uh, East Passion? Yeah. 
I guess there's a there's a lot near Jim's or Gino's and Pat's. Yeah, it's gonna be right near there. Okay. And, I like that. Uh, it's gonna be catered by Cantina and Royal Tavern crew. Nice. Yeah, they do good stuff. Both solid spots. There's a Logan Square one, 18th and Cherry Street. I will never be there. Me neither. City Tap House is gonna provide the beer for that. Yeah. One of my favorite bars in the city is the Cherry Street Tavern on 20th and Cherry. Yeah. Why so? I've they, never it's been. So old school, so throwback. They got a guy cutting roast beef at the bar. Like just, just like the old dumpy dive. Like no, Wait, no douchebag cruiser. Is that there. his only job? Is there just a roast? Yeah, beef there's cutter? a roast beef guy. That's it. That's he's got the he bloody. Does. He's got the bloody apron. Sure, it's great. Wait, is there raw That's roast beef? No, yeah. it's like it's cooked, but it's really like well done on the outside. It's yeah. Been, you know what I'm talking well, about, right? Not that place, but I've been to many but, like, roast beef places. He probably, he probably, he probably just job. wipes his hand on the... Sorry, the mic's not really working. Yeah. Yeah. All right, there's, there's a little noisy back yes. here. No, it's a, gr- it's a great Greg, spot. But you, Greg, but you don't eat roast beef, do you? No, not, even, not any longer. Do you miss it? No. Do you miss an end cut of roast beef? I miss my grandma's roast beef. With a little au jus. love the au jus. There's nothing like a good vegan au jus. Oh, please. Oh, what? Come on. And French fries? South Street West. From oh, like what, 16th? Uh, 1438, right next to the Jamaican Jerk Hut. Oh, nice. But here's my problem with this one. Lafayette Hills Barron Hill Brewery is doing the beer for this one. I've heard about them. I've yeah, but they're in Lafayette Hill. We can't have Philly Brewing Company or Yards. Well, that's a little weird that there's not a Philly Brewery. Or Dock brew. Street. Yeah. So. You, know what, you know what rumor I heard? No. The Nodding Head is coming to Pennsport. Oh, yeah, we're at. Front Street. Front what? The urban, the old ugly American? No, that's a new spot that's opening called uh, Keystone Bar. Okay. That's gonna be a Pennsylvania historically themed bar, only serving Pennsylvania beers. They're gonna wear costumes like the I hope city not. tavern, like colonial tavern. That would be cool. But yeah, I hope uh, Notting Head comes to Pennsylvania. So where? Do you know where? Or they're just I've heard. I don't know this at all, but Front Street in one of those old warehouses. That's a rumor I've heard. And we got Philly Bike Rental is in town, Indigo. Oh, hell yeah. So uh, I know Jamie is a um, advocate. He's a client. How's it going so far? I love it. Yeah? Yeah, I mean, the fact that you can pick up a bike anywhere and drop it off somewhere else is phenomenal. I have to say, as a bike rider, I judge. I only know this because yesterday I I I was driving down the the, um, bike lane on Spruce Street, heading abroad. And there was a uh, a rental bike there, and the guy just looked so awkward. Looked like it was the first time on his bike you in forever. Can't he look kept looking cool. behind him, like he was worried bikers and cars were coming off. Yeah, you have zero percent. And I was like, look at this cool guy. This is just a an but amateur. Have a basket, it's it's like a quality bike, and you can <laughs> drop it off wherever you want. So like, I walk a lot in the city. So yeah. like, if I don't feel like walking, it's a great option. You ride it helmetless. Yeah. I throw the headphones in, ride a helmet, listen. What do you mean what happens if you get hit by a car? Bartender Bill's asking if we get hit by a car. I, I, had, I, didn't, I didn't read my user agreement. You had to sign a waiver, I'm sure. Yeah, there's some kind of waiver, but they, like, I don't know. You're just not going to have it happen. So. Yeah, I'm just not going to get hit. You're a That's fan of it? You like it? I love it. It's great. I love the fact that you could drunk ride in the city i mean i don't understand how they made those bikes indestructible like you can't steal a tire you can't steal the seat dude they're really like thick uh they're trek bikes like yeah. good quality and uh you know like good good uh, gear it's a three gear bike it's solid it's got baskets for your shit and you can drop them off wherever you want 
All right. I'm all for it. All right. And you've got no chance of cheating on your wife while you're on one. Yeah. <laughs> 100%. There's no chance of looking cool on one of those things. Right. So I want I want to play something. Jamie is a um, a Fitbit. Is that what they're called? The Fitbit? Yeah. The the thing you wear on your wrist. Clearly, that, uh, I'm very fit. Measures your um, how, what you walk, your heartbeat. I like it for the sleep. Your sleep. It tracks your sleep. Chip, it's basically Chip Chip Kelly stuff. All right. So I've teased this in a podcast before, but I want to play this for you guys to listen to, and then tell me what you think about this. It's like a minute and a half video. We just got new beers, and Angelina got stiffed on one. I think it'll be all right. All right, so take a listen to this, and then we'll talk about this afterwards. Have you ever thought about how many hours a day you spend online and how much energy you consume in the process? It's well known how incredibly fast we run out of our natural resources and what's worse, how much they pollute in order to create energy. All the time you spend connected, you are adding to their use. At Pornhub, we realize that by offering our users <laughs> millions of hours of adult content, we are part of the problem. That's why we're going to show men how they can save the planet while doing what they do best. You burn calories jerking off. Pornhub presents the Wank Band. The first gadget for the wearable tech era that allows men to love the planet by loving themselves. A device that generates power by motion and adapts naturally to your routine. Solar Working energy? during your most relaxed and self-gratifying like moment of the day energy. and generating electricity from a natural source. Manpower. Here's how it works. The band contains a valve with a small weight inside that generates and stores energy when moved in an up and down motion. And we all know what exercise does that move, right? Now just plug any device you need to charge into the USB port on the band. Smartphone, laptop, camera, tablet, and voila! You are creating dirty energy. Organize eco-orgies. Turn your jobless roommate into a productive person. And now, when your partner catches you in the act, you can simply say that you're just trying to save on the electric bill. The possibilities are endless. Sign up as a beta tester, and a soon you'll be tester. able to take advantage of the special rewards program we have in store for our wanking warriors. And of course, the wank band is 100% unisex, and it works just as well for women. Yeah, but they're not putting in the same Ladies and gentlemen, us. now the power is in your hand. Pornhub. Stop jacking off and start jacking on. That would be phenomenal if that, if that was real. It's not real? I mean, there's no way whacking off is going to create kinetic energy to actually use. Because <laughs> yeah. if so, this world wouldn't need electricity. That's a very simple. Everybody's point whacking of view. off at least once or twice a day, right? I mean, for the most part. It's, it's a genius a promotion, though, right? Yeah. Yeah, but I was straight up worried about that because I have a Fitbit. Yeah. And I was like, shit, like, if, if I whack it, like, you know, so the way the Fitbit works is you have a thing in your laptop, and if you get within 20 or 30 feet of it, it automatically detects it. Mm -hmm. So, it's, you know, say the wife opens up my computer and my Fitbit thing's open, and she knows I didn't go to the gym that day. But then she sees like a, uh, you know, a 15 to 20 minute rate. elevated heart rate workout at like, you know, a time she wasn't home. It's like, hey, uh, what, were you, what were you doing there? It's like, I don't know, running the stairs? 
Dude, I thought about that uh, when I had the car wreck. I was in the hospital for nine days, and like by day like five or six, I'm feeling good, and I was on heart monitors. I was afraid to even like think certain thoughts, let alone do anything, because I thought the heart rate would accelerate <laughs> to a point where people would come rushing in. You got a boner? Oh my god! Yeah, right. All the nurses. We need everybody on the floor. <laughs> Yo, Comic-Con's <laughs> this weekend. You guys geeked up or what? There's probably a lot of dudes geeked Burt up. Burt Reynolds is coming to town. Is Burt Reynolds well, coming? Yeah. Iverson's supposed to be there. Is he? Iverson? I'm looking. There's question and answers. We're, we're giving it out at work all weekend. Wait, because of a... <laughs> Why is he at Comic-Con? Because of his movie? Is it just promoting? I, I, Maybe he needs money. He needs money. Would, well, why I would, would venture to say that's probably Why accurate. would the sci-fi Comic-Con people be into seeing Ivan, Alan Iverson? Different crowd, man. Maybe he made it in like an anime or something. Like oh, you're right. Look, his picture, Bartender <laughs> Bill points out that his picture is on the banner. Oh, my God. On the Comic-Con website. AI, what did, what did you do with yourself, <laughs> With the headband man? on. <laughs> that's with so the sad. Yeah. That's my guy. That's so sad. So there's question and answers with um, Burt Reynolds, Emily Shyamalan, Frankie Munez. Frankie Munez. Wow. Danny Trejo, who's Dust Till Dawn. I like that. I don't know these other people. Katie Cassidy from Gossip Girl. Penn yep. Badgley from Gossip Girl. No idea. Why is Gossip Girl at Comic-Con? Just because they're hot? That's got to be it. Carrie Ilways, Princess Bride, Robin Hood Men in Tights. So I don't know. That's going on this weekend. It might be worth going and taking some pictures and hanging out. There's probably those dudes that are into, like, uh, like costume fetishes. Oh, I saw one of those, like, a day. cosplay. I yeah, saw yeah. that at the... Isn't there um, a whole thing of that? The uh, Cherry Blossom Festival in Fairmount Park. Oh, it's you're all, all into those Japanese theme. They do a whole cosplay fashion show, which is kind of crazy. I'm sure there's costume fetish dudes out there. There's a bunch of creepy dudes taking yeah. pictures of that fashion show. And the, the women doing it, well, they're probably not even women. They're probably girls. They're like 16, 17, dressed up like these female action fighters or superheroes. Video game and yeah, like yeah. superhero shit. Yeah. Oh, wait. That's what I also read that. Speaking of video games, hold on, man. Let me look here. There's a cover band. I don't know what their name is, but I was reading through this stuff. There's a cover band at Comic-Con that plays video game music and songs. Wow. Hold on, man. Hold on. You got bad info over there? There's a, there's the sports theme panels. You got bad show prep? With Allen Iverson. Wow. And a current Philadelphia Eagle. At Wizard World's Wait, Comic-Con. Wait, do we have John Durham Boss, yeah, do you know right? which one? It's got to be Oh, Durham I know Boss. which one. I'm looking at it right now. It's got to be Magic Card Durham Boss. Nope. Nah, it's too obvious. Barwin? Zach Ertz. He's everywhere. He's a nerd. Michael Kendricks. What? <laughs> I didn't know that. <laughs> He's there Saturday uh, at 2.30 p.m. Oh, my God. And what's he doing? He's got to be getting. He's obviously getting paid. It's just a sports theme panel. I mean, what? What's the um? Capa- how many people are showing up to that at, at Wizard World Comic Con? How many people are going to the sports panel? Seventy-five. I can't even imagine that. I, have I mean, no idea. I mean I have they no got Dolph Ziggler coming the day afterwards from WWE. So maybe that's why Michael Kendrick's back in town for those workouts. He skipped those um voluntary ones. He showed up this week because he's going to Comic Con. Paid appearances. You guys see there's a Cheesecake Factory open up this month across Apparently from Good a Dog. revolutionary across Cheesecake from, uh, Factory Across from Jamie's that's favorite bar in town, Good Dog 
Oh, yeah, is it really? That's, you know what? It's surprising that Cheesecake Factory is not in It's Center shocking. City. That it's not in the city? Yeah. It's shocking. It's open everywhere else. It's in every major city. Right across the street from Applebee's, which has got to be the worst block of Center City right now, aside from... It is three stories. Did you see the model of the Cheesecake Factory? Has anyone actually been to the Center City Applebee's, like, inside? No, I'm terrified of that right. place. <laughs> I, no. I lived in Florida for three years, so I'll never go into another Applebee's in my entire life. Like, I've, been, I've had enough boneless buffalo wings for a lifetime. <laughs> but it, it just always amazes me that I walk past the three-story Applebee's in the heart of downtown Philadelphia. And, it, and I don't pe- know who, and who they're actually, drawing from. And people actually go there. Are there people in there? They, they must. I mean, it's been open forever. I mean, I usually walk past it while I'm going to Gold Club late at night, but it's usually yeah. closed and empty at that point. <laughs> but I can't believe Gold Club is going to be situated between an Applebee's and a Cheesecake Factory right now. That's it's awesome. near our Gold Club? <laughs> yeah, dude. It's, it's bordering it. <laughs> yeah. Can we do a live feed from there or no? We can Possible. work out something at Gold Club for sure. I love Cheesecake Factories. Do you? Yeah, but the only problem is the menu gives me severe anxiety. Why? Just it's, too it's overwhelming. Yeah, there's like 50 pages. You I want like everything, one, dude. I remember one time when I was like trying to get into swim shape or beach shape. Their salads were like 900 calories. There's nothing. Did no, you, it's not uh, healthy. Did you read like the percentage of the back of the cheesecake? No, it's like a thousand percent of your. Daily. I don't actually eat cheesecake. <laughs> <laughs> cheesecake very good. So you will die. It's delicious. Del- <laughs> raspberry cheesecake is. Off the charts. Oh, actually, I've had a bite of the Oreo. It's ridiculous. It's crazy. But the food is so filling that you never get to dessert. Good for Center City finally getting with the times. So what's everybody's favorite cheese um, cheese steak place in town? I like Abner's University City. I don't hear that message. I'm asking because Philly.com gave a um a guide to for Wizard World people, people traveling oh, here for Comic Con. Cheesesteak mm-hmm. Like where they should of get cheesesteaks. They, they busted they broke it down into little neighborhoods. Right here. Um Jim's. Oh, oh, of the bigs I like Jim's. Jim's made it. Oh, actually yeah. uh, Jim's I mean, South Street. Yep, Jim's yeah. made it. The, I mean the best the, the best one in town is John's Roast Pork. Yeah, John's is I agree. I think John's Roast Pork is amazing. So good. But uh, the big ones, Jim's is... And Jim's John's is. did not make their list. That's uh, Steve's, That's Steve's Prince of Steaks. Uh, Steve's is solid. Well, Center they broke City. it down. Reading Terminal, it's they gave John it to... John doesn't um, advertise, I guarantee you. Reading Terminal was... Carmen's. At night, uh... And by George Spataro's. Old City, Campos, and Sonny's. Campos, Campos is alright. Su- no, they're too short. Too much bread. Across Broad Street, they gave it to Steve's Prince of States Steve's on is 16th. Solid. Steve's is solid. South Street area, Jim's. Yep. There's a Steve's Ishka down Bibbles. here. Yeah, there's, there's one Steve's. in Center City. I've actually heard good things about Ishka Bibbles, and I've never, never I've had, actually... I had a buffalo chicken cheesesteak there once. It was solid. Ishka Bibbles is solid, but I like Jim's. There's something about That's the bar and the cheese. I've always been a Jim's fan. Yeah, Jim's has always been my favorite. Marwin tweeted that Ishka Bibbles was his favorite as an out of Oh, South Philly, they said Pat's, Geno's, which... No. I mean, it's yeah. good drunk. I'm with you, yeah. That's a, yeah I'll eat it, yeah, four in the morning. Jim's and, Jim's and Pat's is like the Wawa of yeah. cheesesteaks. Like, See, I like, think Jim's is far better than Geno's. Did I say Jim's? I meant Pat's and Geno's. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I agree. Pat's and Geno's is like, eh, it's available, you know? Yeah. Worth the trip, Tony Luke's. No mention of John's. No. Tony Luke's is solid. Yeah, yeah. but John's is the best. Like, John's. I'll say this about John's. This is not a paid endorsement, but... Their breakfast sandwiches oh are the... Oh, my God. Uh, really? Yeah. Like it's an egg sandwich? It's a strong suit. Ugh. Dude, it's awesome. ridiculous. Best like breakfast kind? sandwich ever. 
Like they, it's you like you get it on scrapple. like a steak roll. Yeah, and you get like a. It's a hoagie roll. I got a pork roll, egg and cheese, oh. and it's like three eggs, like three things of pork roll, cheese melted all. It's like a, it's like a pound. Of all right. just, it's the best thing they do. Oh, it's awesome. All it's right. awesome. best breakfast sandwich in been. Oh, absolutely. It will change your life if you yeah. get a breakfast sandwich. It's that you'll, good. you'll never do I have eat... to get meat. Can I? Like, if I don't eat meat, I mean, can you, I like I eat don't to, you don't have to do anything. This is America. Yeah. No, I mean, will it taste good? You think just egg and cheese, or I don't know. I like Probably. meat. I, mean, I don't think like... anything tastes good without meat. Uh, yeah, me too. <laughs> hey, any of you guys watch Yuki Washington in the morning? Sometimes. No. I got a buddy who's a. I'm you, are you mean you mean like outside his window? <laughs> <laughs> I used to intern for him, so like I, I like. How him. is he? Very nice guy. Yeah. Very genuine. Yeah. He he made the um, Pennsylvania Association of Broadcasters Hall of Fame yeah, good last week. All right. So yeah, shout out to fucking Yuki. Yuki and uh, Pat Shiraki presented the award. She's been in town forever. She's, a long time. She has. Yeah. You know who? Uh, Pat Shiraki and TV Nora Mushanik. Cecily Tynan. Yeah. I looked up her age. Yeah. She's 46. 46? Cecily Tynan. Dude, carried me through high school. Oh, oh yeah? Still yeah. bringing it. I loved her. 46. I used to wake up in the Poconos watching her at 5.30 in the morning <laughs> doing traffic. She is killer. She, she carried me through the teenage angst years. <laughs> it was great. I'm having a hard time taking it seriously with your son's Beats headphones on. <laughs> I can't hear anything. <laughs> I'm sorry you got the $3 headphones that you got from IKEA. Oh, dude, they're like $15.99. What? They're like $15.99. They're terrible. IKEA doesn't sell headphones. You dude. said what while wearing those? You can't even hear those. I actually can hear you guys. Well, two weeks ago, three weeks ago, I couldn't hear a word you said. Well, then again, you don't say too much. Yeah. <laughs> Let me call Uber. Angelini's ready to go yeah. home. I, I got pulled over in an Uber last time I was here. No you way. Did? Yeah. I was pulled over. Greg, retell the story of when we sent him home in an Uber cab. I was, I was taking a ride home in an Uber cab, and the car got pulled over because the guy. I didn't notice it because I was just on my way home. I didn't care. The guy didn't put on his taillights, so he got pulled over. So, and also, if you like '80s music, coming up in June, twenty, the weekend of twenty seventh and twenty eighth. Robert Drake, who's been a kind of a staple in town, he's going to do the hits of the 80s. So he's going to play every number one hit from 1980 to 1989 all weekend on XPN. What are the 80s? What are the 80s? Yeah. What do you... I, I, I don't, I've never been there. How old are you? Yeah, exactly. What, how old are you, like 23? 22. 22. 22. Jesus Christ. Yeah. A little uh, Cindy Lauper, Aha, uh-huh, Culture Club. Thompson Twins, Human League. Yeah, so that'll be a good time. Robert Drake good, does good stuff. He, he DJs around town. He's a good guy. So uh, it'll be fun to listen to. That's uh, the weekend of the 27th to the 28th of June. Awesome number one hits of the 80s weekend. XPN, 88.5 FM. So we got a um, festival coming up that uh, I know Bartender Bill's big about. He goes every year. He tells me about it. It's a, it's a kinetic sculpture race. Kensington Kinetic Sculpture Derby. Derby. It's, I think it's a... So tell us about it. Six, six years, I think. Six, seven years, something like that. It's basically all... Um, it's it's more of a parade than a race of um, people-powered, kinetic, kinetic power, 
um, vehicles, mostly bikes that are like welded together, or um, a couple, like, couple friends of mine uh, build these incredible, huge contraptions, and they do a whole um, a whole series. I think it's maybe mile and a half, two mile circuit that goes through throughout Kensington. It goes by Johnny Brenda's. It's um, at least a twelve. I know it's at least a twelve block parade. Yeah, it's, it's it's pretty long, and and it's all it's all people powered. And it's so in Kensington. It, it's Ken- Kensington. Fishtown, Northern Liberties North, whatever you want to call it. Right. Um, it's it's all up in that area. Um, Gerard and Gerard and I guess uh, Frankfurt are two of the two of the blocks. And then there's a giant like um, I'd say a couple hundred vendors out there. There's a bunch. All the food trucks show up. It's like an all day party. I think it's um, Saturday May 16th, I believe. Yeah, I think that's the date on it. So, uh, not not this Saturday, but next Saturday. It's a lot of fun. It's it's and it's great because it's um, it's a lot of space. You can walk around. You don't have to be in the middle of like, you know, where everybody's watching the race. You can go on the whole route. There's all these different, you know, little side streets with people out there. Philly Bruins always out there. Yards is always out there. It's uh, it's it's a lot of fun. It's, and if it's nice weather, it's a great day. And when is it? Saturday, May 16th, I believe. I was I just was in that area this weekend. I went. Greg, you're going to love this. I went to a, con- a 104.5 concert this weekend. Or was that Piazza? No, it was at the uh, Festival Pier. Oh, yeah. Airborne, Did you see? Airborne Toxic. Oh, yeah. Thanks. Sure. Yeah, you would love that. But we started in okay. in Kensington, Did Frankfurt, you, did you Frankfurt go there Hall. with your kids or no? Yes. Oh. Yeah. We started at Frankfurt Hall and just bounced around a little bit. What'd Joe Stakes. What did you think of Frankfurt Hall? I, I like Frankfurt Hall. You I do? do. You, you know what? It was the post-Broad Street run crowd, so it wasn't a crazy crowd. It okay. wasn't an obnoxious crowd. It wasn't a bad tipping crowd. It was like people that were actually enjoying their day and Wait, came from day, a lot of Broad Street runners. Drinkers, daytime right. drinkers. Out to have a great time. Adults. Yeah. And they had um, the um, – I'm a big fan of that new Vic, – the Victory Summer Love. Summer Love. Summer Love, Summer love. Yeah. is one of my favorite beers. And that oh, was wow. Like, it's a that big was, upgrade for you. Yeah, that was the introdu- that was the introductory summer weekend. Summer shandy guy, usually. Yeah, whatever. Does the, that wife, was the, does the wife know? Oh yeah, she loves it too. <laughs> but no, you know what? She had she had a um, the they had a hefeweizen with gin and grapefruit. They oh, had like a, their own their own muddled shandy. Sounds great. Yeah, it was actually delicious. So we had a few of those. But you've been to Frankfurt Hall. You like Frankfurt? I've Hall? I've been there many times. I have uh, actually a couple friends actually that worked there too. And it's you know like Friday Saturdays. I'm gonna say it's pretty intolerable um, with the crowds. It's I've experienced that before. That, that sounds like a nice crowd. I'm like, but the Broad Street, you know, like a Wednesday, Thursday it was, night, it, it's, yeah. a, it's a cool place if we go with a group of people. Right. I, I think it's a day bar. It's really a day bar. Yeah. I, I couldn't see going there at night. Ping pong tables were good. My sons and I played ping pong. But it was a nice walk from there to Festival Pier, and then they opened that Wissanoming. You remember the old Joe's or they called Chink Steaks? Yeah, yeah the sure. Day. They opened there on the corner, and that's a, that's a good spot. So, yeah. yeah was How was that? You ate that there? You ate I there? did. We ate it. We went to the concert. We hung out to the concert, and then we ate at Joe's Steaks afterwards. Nice. Tastes yeah, like Chinks. Nice it's sandwich. Sandwich. Yeah, it's the same. It's the same. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they actually have beers a, and cheese steaks. They actually have a vegetarian cheese, cheese steak there too. And Festival Pier, I've never been to. It was very nice. You've too. never been there? No, I've never oh, yeah, been there. It's all right. Yeah. On a Go sunny to, uh, day, it's a little rough. It was a little sunny on Sunday. Yeah. Going to see, uh, Wait till August comes around. Going to see uh, Primus and Dinosaur Jr. there. Festival wow. Pier? Guess how much the tickets were for Festival Pier. All right. Primus. I would Primus say, and Dinosaur Jr. I would say $25. $58. Okay, so you're t- totally on different ends. Right in the middle, forty-five dollars. Forty-five. Oh, All right. Yeah, split the bill. I'm thinking about here? going, dude. I'm thinking about going to see. And I guarantee there's no coat check there.
Jamie. Yeah. What's up? Dude, how is the BLT? We're just wondering since you had to leave us for... Hey, it's still cooking. Oh. It's still uh-huh. cooking? Are you, wait, are you periscoping? I, I've actually seen Jamie periscope cooking of baking at like 11 in the afternoon, <laughs> 11 in the morning. <laughs> what? Uh, most of the bacon is cooked on our final two seasons. All right, so you haven't tasted it yet. No. Delicious. We're missing you, dude. We're is about to a, do another shot right now without you. Is it thick cut bacon? How's the L on the T looking? It is thick and sizzling. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Pretty right. excited. I hope it was worth it leaving this. Yeah, yeah leaving us. You're leaving us for cooking? the yeah, periscope the bacon yeah. cooking. I just got a beer spilled all over my pants. Yeah, Fireball Johnny's just spilled a beer all over all over Dave. How do I get blamed for that? No, it's a, it's a I'll never come back now. Uh, no, it's the last yeah, time he, he joins us. This will be his last visit taking, to Johnville. I'm taking two more weeks off. <laughs> Great. I'm a, I'm a full-fledged resident of Johnville now. We like it. But if, but if you need somebody All to be right, plowed. Let, let me hop on that periscope. All right. Enjoy All right, your BLT, man. Cook, I'll cook some bacon for you. Do it. Later. Later. Right, you could so be saying the same thing about. I, I think we're having a mystery caller. You calling saying in. we got someone we know? It's a mystery caller, a very important Philadelphian. Hello, welcome to the um, Johnville podcast. Is it Michael Nutter? Don't say much. It's not Jim Kenny, is it? Three one three is usually like a newspaper. Are you Jim Kenny? Hold on, are you Jim Kenny who called in like two weeks ago? No. No. All right. Is I'm your, gonna let these your guys name begin with a K. Your last name. Uh, yeah. Yeah. His, his last name or his first name? Well, you can't ask first. Hold on. Let our let our other host here All ask. Right. All right. You can ask any question you want. It's a famous Philadelphian, right? I mean, like, we're, he's like nationally famous. Are you a politician? A Is he alive or dead? Are you alive or dead? I feel like I'm dead tonight. Oh, is this? <laughs> this is uh, Keith. Who? Oh, Mike Angelini's on it. Angelini said Keith Pompey calling in. What's up, buddy? How are you? <laughs> what's up, oh, What's up, Keith Pompey? How you doing? <laughs> Where are you at? The NBA I'm Finals or what? Where are you at? I'm actually sitting in the, on my couch watching the, uh, the Cavs beat up on the Bulls. <laughs> <laughs> how, much, how much are they winning by? They're up by 20, 96 to 76. Holy shit. You know, it's it's amazing. Yeah. We're sitting at O'Neill's, and the basketball's not on one single TV here right now. I got it's, hockey it's, it's hockey. Te- there's tennis on and, one of the TVs. And, and not just basketball, LeBron. Yeah. Keith, when will, yeah, we, get a, yeah, when will we get a Sixers playoff game on TV? Ooh, um, man, this must be a while, dude. I, I said <laughs> five or six years. <laughs> really? Wow. Keith, when are we going to get you to come down here and do some shots and beers with us and podcasts? We got David Murphy's hanging out with us tonight. Come on. What's up, Keith? Oh, for real? Yeah. I mean, you guys should, if I would have known, I would have been down there tonight. Oh, you only come down uh, when David Murphy's here. <laughs> you don't want to see no, us, no. though, right? Um, he, he sees us every five years at the, college, the high school reunion. Y'all went to high school together? Yeah. Really? Me, him. Yes. Me, uh, Fireball Johnny, Keith. I had football with Keith. The most no famous way. Guys, the most when famous I guy. I went, to, I went to grade school with the oh, most famous guy. Oh, you did go to grade school. Yeah, yeah, we yeah to... like John L. And John, I met John in the first grade. John's the blackest white dude you know. <laughs> what, what grade did you guys <laughs> What high school did you guys well, go to? We went to North. North All right. Catholic. All right. Yeah. I don't trust Catholics. That's why I put it in Keith's face. <laughs> Great is that? It was cool. So, y'all having a good time, though? Yeah, yeah man, we're having a good time. We're just saying to, uh, we're just talking about uh, Sam Hinkie and, uh, I, I saw 
Dave, uh, Dave Murphy's a Nerlens hater. Okay. What do you think about? I him? consider myself a Nerlens realist, but I mean, I think Nerlens is all right. I like him. He's going to be a defensive specialist. He's going to have some energy. He'll put up 10, 12 points a night. Yeah, I think he's like the Aratlev, six man, whatever. I mean, I think, I think, you know, like again, Nerlens is, is raw. I mean, I, I will say that. Um, but I think he has a, a, a upside. I mean, he's like a different type of big. You know, some people look at him and say, "Well, damn, he doesn't have any post up moves. He can't do this. He can't do that." But he's like really like energy driven. And and the funny thing is, you know, he looks he looks like a completely different person after they traded Michael Carter Williams. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it, and a lot of people were saying it was like Mike wasn't giving the ball at the right time. This and that. All I know is after Mike left, he just, you know, showed that he can be a a reliable big in the NBA. And, uh, Keith, right, they started winning games, and it was awesome. And Oh, wait, I'm sorry. So, Keith, this is Mike Angelina. You probably deal with him. He's a producer on WIP. Yeah, Keith, I think I've called you during uh, Ricky shows a few times. Uh that same, like on that, the trend you're talking about in New Orleans after Carter Williams left, I also noticed a spark in confidence. And he seemed to be willing to, you know, if it wasn't a short basket, he was okay with getting to the line. Did you see that? Like, he, he was more confident. Did you see that too? Yeah, yeah, I saw that. And, and it was just, you know, that he was confident. He also, I mean, he realized that he knew he was going to get certain touches. I mean, you know, it's it, like Michael Carter Williams. You know, I hate to seem like I'm always hating on the guy, but, you know, he... he well, he, he sucks, he so you can hate on him all you want. He's like Nick Foles. <laughs> I'm a Syracuse guy, and he's, like, he's average. <laughs> so, so, you know, I mean, that's exactly, you know, it seems like whenever Michael Carter-Williams, like when he left Syracuse, you know, the point guard came and replaced him, and everything was... Was better. Can't I mean for the for the cues? Dude, I don't. I honestly like, don't understand how you can improve your shooting. That is the only skill in basketball that you can actually just improve just by working on it. I don't understand why Michael Carter Williams cannot improve his jump shots. Well, you know, think about it. You know, you're a six six point guard. You're typically bigger. You're, you're bigger than everyone else. So it's kind of like is a matchup problem. He can all. He always thrives on being able to get to the lane. Right. You know. And, well, I, I think that had a lot to do with it. And also, I didn't think his shoulder had something to do with it. But, again, it was more of a, you know, he was a scorer. That makes more, sense, was, with he, that makes more sense with those headphones. No, don't listen to them, Keith. Bill's talking about something going on here. Sorry. Oh, okay. Sorry about that. It's it's falling apart, though. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Lesser man love is... <laughs> We have a woman here. She's our hostess. Her dad was actually an American ball player in the um, minor league. No, she, he played for the Reds, and their last name is Fully Love. Oh, Fully Love. That's yeah. Nice. Keith, what do you think about a girl that's last name is Fully Love? Bully Love. Fully Love. <laughs> Fully Love. Mazer with Fully Love. Yeah. It's a good last name, right? I'm- you, you, well, if it's bully love, you would think her man must be big as shit. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like, uh, and she's giving all the love. Like, nah. Keith, um, Keith, what's the first concert you ever went to? We always ask that question about people who call in or hang out here. The first concert that I ever went to was a public enemy concert. Yeah, like, I like it. I like then. it. Yeah. Where at? That was the first one. Huh? Where, where, where was was venue? Was, what, what year? It was in it was eighty nine and it was in DC. 
It was right after I graduated um, from high school in Washington, D.C. I still follow Chuck D. on Twitter. He's one of my best Twitter follows. He's got great information and great knowledge. Every day he tweets that out. It's good stuff. Yeah, yeah, they were a little different, but it was they, they put on a great show. They would still know? they would still be different and radical now, like twenty five years, twenty six years later. Yeah, exactly, exactly. I mean, you know, they but the, the thing is, I mean, it was a good show. I mean, you know, for back in the day, it was like, whoa, I was kind of blown away. But it, you know, it was cool. It was cool. So, who are you like in the draft this year? Who are you hoping the Sixers end up taking? You know, it's weird. I mean, if if they go, like a lot of people keep saying, you know, best player available, and some think it's Carl Towns. But I think, I think, I think it would be a disappointment if they drafted a center for the for year. So I'm thinking that Russ probably the best one that they should get. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like for, for, for their needy. Now, Moody, you know, in a way I'm talking, not to see the one out there and possibly, you know, it Settling for Moutier as well, but right now he's he's, he's a younger Carter Williams. I mean, you know, he's six six, he's two hundred pounds, so he's bigger than Carter Williams, but he struggles shooting the ball. That's not to say that he can't improve, but when you look at Russell right now, you see someone who's who's ready to step in and play. You know what I mean? Yeah. And uh, I think it's time to start. You know, filling out a roster as opposed to saying, "Okay, this guy could be a good asset." Keith, um, you know, you, you you talked about the best available decision. Is that when you consider that? How worried are you on uh, Joe Embiid's foot? I mean, I think you have to be very concerned. I mean, you know, the thing about Embiid, okay, he does this dunk between his legs, right? Right. And it, it becomes like a YouTube. Um, it goes viral on like YouTube. And then all of a sudden he has to go get his foot checked out by the doctor in <laughs> and, and California. Right. You know, and, but, you know, they make it seem like, you know, it was two separate things. Like it didn't call, like the foot wasn't, injury wasn't caused by that or the reoccurring injury. So it's like, you know, what do you believe? I mean, I believe that, you know, once you have a bad foot, unless you, you, you're, you're a slender guy, you know, and you're a seven foot, you know, it's going to keep reoccurring. So, yeah, that's a fear. I mean, it has to be. All right, so you know? if that is a fear and a concern for you, why wouldn't you draft big again? You can well, never have too many bigs, right? You can never have too many bigs, but when you think about it, you think about Dario Saric, right? Everybody talks about him. Mm-hmm. And everyone thinks that, okay, because we haven't seen him, everyone says, okay, this guy can slide to the three. He's a power forward. You know what I mean? He's not sliding to the three. I mean, and, and if so, he's going to, like, struggle playing that, keeping up. Is so he he's even, a power forward. Is, Noel's a power forward. Why would you understand him? Do, you, do you think he would struggle just from a speed-wise, like a speed-wise or a strength or what? Well, yeah, for a speed-wise. I mean, the thing is, it's like if you play power forward, you know, a power forward and center, like, all your career, then someone says all of a sudden, I want you to be a three. You know, people don't realize that small forward, the shooting guard and small forward position, these guys are the most athletic guys in the NBA. You know, you know, arguably some people could say because of their quickness and stuff like that, you know, these could be some of the most athletic guys in, in sports. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So how are you going to have a post player guarding them? Now, I know he's 6'10", he can shoot, but... You know, he's, he's going to be lost out there. 
You know, so, I mean, my thing is, when you go to team, I understand what we're saying about Joel Embiid. But, you know, if you're, if, if you're building a team, sometimes it comes out to let's build a team and not one after all the public players. I mean, the last I checked, the NBA was a guard. You know, I mean, think about most of these dominant teams right now. They're all, they're all like, their lead players are either two, are like either a point guard, a two guard, or a three guard. Right. I watched, last night I watched the series completely turn around just from the fact Mike Conley returned. A point guard. Exactly. I mean, you know, you you think about it. I mean, like, even like Blake Griffin, as much hype as he gets, everyone knows that's Chris Paul's team. Right. You know? Yeah, totally. So, you know, it's, it's just one of those things. Like, I think that. You know, getting all these guys, all you're going to do is, and, and again, like, okay, we all talk about Joel Embiid's foot. You know, I get it. But if you go out there and you get another center, the next thing you know, you trade Joel Embiid or you get rid of Nerlens Noel, all that's doing is prolonging the rebuilding process. You know? I mean, you look, look at the Milwaukee Bucks. We could talk trash about them. They went from the last place team to making the playoffs. And they're still a young team. So, you know, the way he has, I mean, if the Sixers keep on doing this, it's going to be seven, eight years before they even try to get close to where Milwaukee is. But do you think that's the wrong thing? Like, do you think they should rush trying to be, you know, a six through eight seed? Or do you think they should just do whatever it takes to get a, you know, one of the, to become one of the best teams in the East? I guess that's where most fans are on different sides. Well, that's where most fans are on different sides. But see, here's the thing. How hard is it to be the eighth seed in the East? It's easy. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, like, let, let, let's be real. I mean, you got teams who made the playoffs with losing records, right? And and then, you know, it, it, it's, okay, they had two of their players, they had two, uh, which Barney Parker was hurt, so he didn't play. So they're going to get him back next year. They also have another guy from France who was a rookie who didn't play. So it's like, you know, they have Carter Williams again, and I know I'm I'm not a huge Carter Williams fan, but then again, if you surround him around great people and tell him all you have to do is run the offense, he's a very, um, he's a, a pretty good, he becomes a pretty good point guard because he doesn't have to shoot the ball. So you get them, and then you let these guys throw together, then you have someone like the Greek Freak. You don't have yeah. to keep trying to get, you don't have to have to um, try to keep getting lottery picks. You know, you have to get a core, and then you have to build. And think about this, y'all. When is the last time that you guys saw a guy who was first overall in the lottery lead the team that he he was drafted to 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 a to a championship? LeBron. Well, LeBron had to change cities. Yeah, exactly. That's what I'm trying to say. It's all yeah. about free agency now. You know, so people say that. So then you can say, okay, LeBron. We say LeBron went to the championship. You could say the same thing about Kevin Durant. Yeah. I, I mean, yeah, Dwight went to a championship, but real, the Magic team realistic, realistically never had a chance of winning anything just because of the way they were built. Well, basically what you're saying, Keith, though, Hinky is the opposite. He he seems to not value point guard at all. He seems to feel like that's something he could just plug in at the end. That's like well, the last no, piece I, of his no, puzzle. You know what I think, man? I think... See, here's the thing that we got to realize with the Sixers. It's like when you when you got a team like, you know, the Sixers where they're, you know, they're basically rebuilding. You know, they, they got these guys out here. They're showcasing them. They're, they're, they're basically assets. So whereas a Michael Carter-Williams, he's playing on a bad team. They're getting blown out. 
he gets reinserted in the fourth quarter, they spread the floor. He scores eight points. It's like three assists. Then he has a triple-double, right? So the next thing you know, what Inky does is he's saying, okay, a lot of people didn't watch the games, but they're looking at these stats. Wow, he's rookie of the year. So he becomes a great point guard, a great asset. So basically what they're doing is they're, they're building people up so they can trade them. So I think that he does want to get a great point guard, and I think he realizes and the Sixers realize that you can't win the championship with Carter with it. You know, he, he doesn't – for the offense that they run, they need a point guard to stick the open three. That's not part of winning. I remember I, I sat down with somebody and ranked the point guards in the league, and we struggled to have Carter Williams in the top twenty-three. Like we, we gave him, you know, maybe he, some some people may say top twenty or top twenty-three. We didn't even think he was a top twenty. Like he's really behind the curve as far as well, when it comes to point guards. He can't shoot. He can't defend. He's not a great penetrator. So yeah, I think what, So what is he? I don't know. I don't, I, don't, I, don't know. I don't know the number. I think, you know what, I, I, I don't know if there are 20 point guards in the league better than him. I think that in the Sixers situation, he just didn't look good. I think the fact that, like, let's face it, Jason Kidd couldn't shoot, right? Yeah, but he Jason had, like, Kidd could penetrate and, and, and he had a handle. Like, I don't think Michael exactly. Carter-Williams has a handle. defense, too. Yeah, and he played defense. I think uh, literally the only skill Michael Carter-Williams brings to the table is he's long and he can finish at the rim. Yeah, he gets to the basket. Yeah, yeah but he's not a he's not a slasher. He's not a, he's not a creator. Like he's not in terms of point guards. He's not like he's not like like Kyle Lowry to me is like your ideal NBA point guard. I love Kyle Lowry. Catholic League North. Yeah, Cardinal Docherty. Like that's like really? the type of guy you need. And like Michael Carter Williams just isn't that guy. Well, no, he may not be, but I, I I think in the situation that he where he's going to. He doesn't have to be like all well, yeah, like you yeah. said. All he has to do is get to the rim and then and then spread the ball around, you know. And then he's going to be with a, a point guard, you know, like Jason Kidd, who's going to tell him like, "Look, this is all you have to do. You don't have to do anything else." Right, but Michael so Carter Williams is your fifth guy. He's like your fifth option on a team. Like he's your fifth most important player on a playoff team. Exactly. Exactly. You're exactly right. All right, so listen. More importantly, Keith, where do you where do you get a cheesesteak from in town? What's your favorite spot? Man, I go to this place. It's, it's called Pagano's. Yeah, it's, uh, yeah. I've been to that's North Philly right there. It's a long time since I heard that name. Give a shout out. Where that's look? Where's that located? That's on wait. That's on Ogons, isn't it? Or yeah, yeah, yeah. Murph. Yep, Murph knows. Yeah. Yep. Oh, you, you going to yeah. Cardinal Docker neighborhood for a cheesesteak? Well, <laughs> it's funny, you know. I have a lot of cousins. You can't go to Joe's. You can't go to Joe's Steaks up in Tarsdale on Tarsdale Ave. Uh, yes. back in the day, passed me the best place. You don't come. <laughs> you, don't come you don't come back to St. Joachim's Crosses Deli. Remember Crosses Deli across the river from St. Joachim's? Remember Brian Cross? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You don't come yeah, back there for yeah. cheesesteaks. Hey, I will if it's still. <laughs> 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 You're coming here in like you can you come here in two weeks and hang out with us live? You come hang out and have some beers with us, Keith. I will. I mean seriously, if you if you let me know like in advance, I'll I'll definitely be there. All right. All right. We should weeks. do a lottery podcast. A busy man. Yeah, yeah, we should do a lottery, lottery podcast for lottery. that. Definitely. All right. All right, thanks for calling in, Keith. You're great, man. Thank you. Hey, man. Thanks for having me, man. Take it easy, brother. All right, man. Peace. Thank you. Yo, yo.
right, so I think we're going to wind it up unless we hang out for a bit and some crazy females come in here in a little while. We'll see what well, happens. We are going to do that. Well, yeah, uh, we'll hang we out just won't be on air. Yeah, so... Uh, take a break if we need to redo yeah. it again. So I'd like to thank O'Neill's for having us again. Happy hour broadcast. It's the first time we've ever um, hit the airways or recording while the sun was out. Right. It's been also, different. Uh, downstairs, we're downstairs with the general yeah. population. It's been okay. No one's bothered us yet. It's nice. So, uh... Oh, I don't know. It's Thanks again, O'Neill. Cheers, a, guys. Great, great, great seats right here next to the Thanks bathroom. Thanks to Murphy. I, he's a uh, solid member now, I think, of Johnville. I'm in. Fit in just like he's been here from the beginning. So nice to, nice to have you, David. How long has Johnville been here? This is our ninth episode. Wow. So, like, oh, a couple months. Yeah, sure. I feel like I'm in. You know I love you, baby. Thanks again for checking us out. Yo, yo, yo.